This is the Retail Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. On that third mega trend, where consumers really have taken over the shopping channel, they're walking into stores a lot more informed. We don't hide from the fact that retail is difficult. You know, every day is a challenge, but that excites the customer. They love that. Welcome to Market Scale Retail. I'm your host, Sean Heath. You know, the technological trends in the retail space are nothing short of fascinating. It seems as if every day there's a new story, there's a new development, there's a new presentation at a trade show that is going to change the way retail is done forever. Now, I love buying things. But I have to say, I think I love the technology that helps me buy things even more than the actual thing that I buy. But I feel there's a bit of a danger in forgetting that all of the innovation, all of the technological advancements actually just come from that little space between the ears of the engineers. It's really a matter of taking common sense and being able to help everyone else benefit from it. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to someone who understands the importance of common sense, and he's an expert at blending it with technological innovation. Today's guest is David Salisbury. He's the Director of Product for Star Micronics America. David, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Sean. Now, uh, I want to get your input on what I just said in the intro, and that is the importance of maintaining common sense in this barrage of new technological advancement. Yeah, I think it's really important. We see a lot of, you know, new shiny and I think it's really important that the retailer understands, first of all, you know, what is the problem I'm trying to solve? Where is the threat coming from? Um, and what, where should I be focusing on? And you know, I, I really boil that down to three key areas of importance. So if you take these three things when you go shopping as a retailer for technology, I think you, you stand a better chance of, of getting exactly what you want. And that really is, you know, does this technology help me know more? Can, can I learn more from it? And you know, the big component for that is data. You, know, you need to know what's happening in your store, what your clerks are doing, what your inventory is doing, um, you know, all these things. So data is a huge component. If you don't have the information, you can't make a decision. So that's really, really important. I think the, the next thing that's really important for retailer, and, and you know, e-commerce has done very well with this, is you have to consider you know, what your cost base is. You know, e-commerce doesn't have rent, for example. So are you in the right location? E-commerce typically doesn't have front of house staff. Are your front of house staff, you know, being utilized correctly? And then, you know, the, the, the big one is obviously, and everyone wants to do this, is, you know, how do I earn more? What technology can I deploy that helps me earn more? And there's a, there's a myriad of things, and we'll go into those in some details in a few minutes. But fundamentally, you know, it's, it's looking at technology, not for technology's sake, but can, you know, can these things you know, help me know more, save more, and fundamentally earn more at the end of the day? So, you know, that's, that's the challenge for us as engineers, is figuring out, you know, the right mix between what they need, what they want, what they've seen that's amazing. But really, it's about, you know, narrowing it down to saying, will this actually make a difference to my business and if it does then i should consider it and if i can afford it then i should definitely implement it do you find yourself losing sleep at night over this terrifying horrible specter of the quote unquote retail apocalypse 
Yeah, it's a funny one. I think you have to respect that the that the downtown retail is, physically has changed. The anchor has changed. It used to be a Sears. It used to be a Walmart. It used to be these big box stores. So you know, our our market, for example, Sean is is predominantly a small business. You know, SMB and mom and pop stores. So you know, they typically would hover around a large, a very large entity as their anchor. I think you have to realize is that anchor is changing. Maybe it's not the Walmart that's your anchor. Maybe it's the the hairdresser or the you know the library or the things that you can't do online. So I think that if you respect that the it has it has hit many big retailers in some degree, but it hasn't affected our guys. In fact, we see growth in our market. So, um, but it is important to understand that downtown USA has changed to the point where those anchors aren't necessarily the ones that you thought they were there before, you know? One thing that I know that you are very passionate about is you are definitely on the vanguard of making sure that the impression that retail and online retail and e-commerce and box stores and that they're not competitors. They are actually part of a new future for retail that's called multi-channel shopping. So talk to me a little bit about just your daily efforts to blend all of those things together into that harmonious future. Yeah, thanks. You know, I think for us, we see ourselves as the bridge. And I think if you if you only do one thing, then you, you, you really miss out. You need to have, as you say, multi-channel. You need to have the ability to have a physical presence. You, need, must, you must have an e-commerce presence. You must be able to continue the shopping experience after the doors are closed on Sundays and stuff like that. So you have to have those things. Um, so you know, buy online, pick up in store is a huge growth for us. Our cloud print technology, where we're able to you know, connect a printer directly to an e-commerce situation is very important. So you can, you can order at your home and then have it fulfilled in the store. Um, you know, this endless aisle onboarding people onto your, onto your website as part of their shopping experience, those are critical. So that it's bridging those two together. It's not treating them as silos. You must treat it as, as, as you said, one experience that, that really is seamless and the shopper doesn't actually know um, or doesn't care for that matter whether they're shopping online or offline. They're just shopping with you. And, and that's the most important thing is maintaining that relationship so that they are shopping with that retailer um, irrespective of the channel. And that personalized uh, shopping experience, that's really the, the, the pathway to success moving forward for SMBs, right? It is. You know, I think that the, historically they've looked at the big box and said, well, I can never do that. I, can, I can't afford to do that. That's what, that's what Target, that's what Macy's does. I can't do that. Um, the reality is with technology shift, you know, with the internet getting cheaper and hardware getting, you know, almost free, um, it's really become very powerful. That power technology has really become available to those small retailers. So now they don't have to, to, to sort of see this as a big you know, barrier to them. Um, so that's a huge thing for them. It's, it, the companies exist and you know, there's plenty of startups and plenty of young companies willing, eager and able to, to deliver these solutions. And, there's, and the technology barriers are just not there anymore. This is going to give away a little bit of my age, but I can remember when I got my first checking account as a teenager, I was so excited that I purposely went and bought something at a comic book store just so I could pay for it with a check. At the time, they wouldn't accept a check. The, the store owner had decided that the cost of processing and doing all that, that 
using a check didn't make sense to him. But as you mentioned, I could have gone to a large grocery chain at the time and used a check and it would have been fine. How do you approach the mindset that small businesses have and help them regain the confidence in being able to do what the big boys do? I think the, it's actually, um, I got a counter of that in some respects. We see a different trend. Um, in actual fact, in SMB, they're actually somewhat early adopters. So we see peer-to-peer payments, we see Apple Pay being embroached, we see Square being, being um, in, in used. So actually, SMB is actually in a better position because they don't, they're not incumbent with IT departments and legacy and historic and, and the old way of doing things. So actual fact, this is the good opportunity for, for, for SMB is that they can be more nimble and um, they can be adopters of, of earlier technology. It's sort of done a reverse because years ago there was all this infrastructure required and there isn't the infrastructure required anymore. You know, you, you, if you have a social security number, you can have a Square account. It's as simple as that. If you have, you know, if, if you're upright, you can have a PayPal account. So it's really quite simple for these um, for these SMBs to embrace modern payment technology. So I think, I think this is the big thing for them is that don't be frightened of it. Don't go crazy. You know, don't make sure that the that the product is is well vetted. I mean, you, you know, there's some very very new things like, for example, cryptocurrency, which you might want to stay away from for a while. But certainly the, the, the vetted ones, um, yeah, there's no, there's no hesitation in, in, in using them. Now, bringing things back around to the common sense aspect of the technological revolution. Um, during your career, you've worked with every type of company from every side of the spectrum, from small startups to established providers, and every type of vertical in between, including, I believe that you've even worked with cannabis dispensaries? Yes, yes, it's a, it's a it's a growing market. So you've pretty much seen everything, and I don't say that as a way to say, wow, you're old. I say that as a way to say, wow, you're observant. I want to get back to the need for common sense in the face and the rush of all of, as you said, the shinies. Would you tell the story about your experience in Australia with the cinemas that wanted to make a change, because I find that story absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I guess it's hard to, to pick one, but certainly over the last 25 years or so, um, and having to say, having worked in every vertical, it's interesting to see you know which, which one stands out. And I think the key point is, you've got to look at what is the highest cost to your, to your store. And typically that's location, inventory, and staff. So the story in Australia was very simple. That they had people in, in a cinema, they had people in the box office, and they were being, you know, very inefficient. They were sitting there, hoping, waiting that someone would come to the to the cinema. Of course, when it's busy, that's fine. But when it's not busy, these people had nothing to do. So they decided to repurpose the um, ticket purchasing, and they actually moved it to the concession stand. We call that the candy bar. They moved it to the candy bar. And so now when you walk up to buy your beverage and your popcorn and your candy, you could buy your ticket at the same time. So those staff were repurposed into something more efficient, which is serving the customer with you know, a product that made them money versus having those staff sitting in a box waiting for someone to come to the, to, to the window. So the result for us was they actually bought more physical hardware. They bought more technology, but because they were able to repurpose their staff, the technology spend 
which is a one-time spend, um, actually became more more efficient for them because of all the all the savings they can make for staff. And you know that was some years ago, but we see this happening today. We see QSR um, removing front of house staff and putting kiosks in place. We see our self services being coming more popular in in SMB. We see the honor system at you know at, at various small um, bodegas. So you can sort of see how that experience um, of transitioning people and using technology to give pe people a better experience, the customer a better experience, and the staff get a better experience because it, it's got to be boring sitting on you know on a chair for eight hours a day, you know, and not and not actually doing anything different than just handing tickets across the counter, right? So I think there's there's huge benefits there. And another high impact outcome of that particular project for you was you used common sense to solve a printing issue with their tickets. Yeah, exactly. So the challenge for them was very simple. I mean, now we look back at it, but we, we did something really silly. We just rotated the ticket from, from two inch to four inch. So we just rotated it on 90 degrees because again, we wanted to look at the cost, right? So again, we put technology in place to replace the staff, but we didn't want to create a burden on the technology side. So we looked at ways that we could improve the efficiency of the printing, print it shorter, print it landscape, um, even put advertising on the back of the ticket so that um, you know the, the cost of the paper was almost zero. So just applying, you know, think, looking at the whole thing and saying, where can I save money? And how can I use that technology to help me make money? That's common sense. I mean, it's, it's what everyone tries to do, right? At least we hope they're trying it. Um, I don't know everything that everybody does, but I hope they're at least trying to use some of your techniques. Uh, common sense seems to be something that will help us survive as the new AI overlords uh, take over the world. And again, for us, you know, think about the moment. Think about that moment you have as a retailer, right? So everybody that walks in your door is precious. The person that's in front of you right now is the most important person in the world, right? Of course, you know, if you get a long queue, there's going to be a hundred people behind him. But, but the point is that moment is precious, and it's not, you know, it's not. E-commerce will take it off you in a heartbeat. So you've got to make sure that you maximize that opportunity, in the most efficient way with that um, user. So, that's really critical. So how do you engage with that shopper? at that time that they are actually got their wallet out and they're actually engaging with you. So it's a two-way street, right? You used to be build it and they will come, you know, aka big box. Now it's, it's you know, respect and engage with that shopper at that moment that they're actually with you. So talking about the printer situation in Australia, that's not the last sort of innovation that you have been a part of as far as printing technology, right? You're correct. In fact, we took this uh, experience at the cinemas in Australia and we've now expanded it out to a, a much lower, uh, bigger base. So in Star's world, we see about 200 million transactions a day across our entire estate globally. So we thought, well, what if we turn that receipt into a marketing opportunity rather than printing just the transaction, you know, $20, you know, what you bought, Let's print adverts and promotions in addition to the receipt. So we sort of took that experience and expanded it out globally. And, and you know, to be honest with you, Sean, this is one of the reasons why I moved to America was to develop this in a much larger you know, customer base. Um, so we call it promo print, and it fundamentally is the ability to print adverts and promotions 
on receipts 100% managed from the cloud. So you can be an absentee owner, absentee, and you can actually control what prints at your stores, um, not even being physically at the store. And the best part is this, because it prints on the receipt, the cloaks require zero training because they've been told and they know that whatever comes out of the printer, you hand to the shopper. So it's a great way to get messages. You know, it could be something as simple as now hiring. It could be a call to action for your e-commerce page. It could be your, your opening hours because you're changing your, changing your hours based on seasons. Um, and in the advertising space, why not get the brands involved? Why not have the brands that sell product in your store? Why not have them advertise on the receipts that you deliver to your shoppers? So again, it's called Promo Print. It's available now. Uh, we've rolled it out across our entire estate. You know, some millions of millions of printers can now have this today, and we're very excited about it. And uh, the best part is, it's free. Well, David, hold on. You can't make a living just giving everything away. Well, again, as I said in, in part of our conversation, the cloud has become really cheap, and the, and this is just cloud infrastructure. The hardware is already sold, and obviously we like selling hardware. And our competitive edge is the fact that. You know, if retailer A has a star printer and he's printing promotions and retailer B, you know, does the mystery shopper thing and sees that retailer B is printing those promotions, he's going to want that too. So he's going to want to exchange his, his non-star printer for a star printer. So it's a, it's a very simple business model. We like selling printers. If we add good value to those printers, we get to sell more. It's really interesting that the shopping experience is still build it but the thing you're building is not necessarily the physical it's the entire experience and you're building that relationship exactly and 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 think about you know when you go shopping i mean that's a good thing about retailers right everybody's a shopper so you know as a retailer you know sometimes it takes it's a good idea to step outside the the, the box and and go shopping yourself and think about experiences that you have you know whether it be at the dmv or a hospital or or, or even another retailer um in another in another vertical and, you know, are you having a good experience? Well, if you're not, well, then maybe they're not having a good experience with you. So, you know, you really got to think about, you know, it's very diff very easy to get focused on making muffins or cutting hair or, or, or ironing shirts, but you really have to think about what is the total experience that shoppers have? Can they, you know, simple things, can they park easily? Can you, can you get in your door easily? Can they, do they have a good experience when they're there? You know, are they, they have a good experience when they leave? Are they being marketed to correctly when, they, when they're at, at home? You know, these, these things are just so important. Well, I have to say that in the battle between ever-increasing AI and your human brain and the innovations that you come up with, I'm going to say my money's on you. Today, it's been my pleasure to have a conversation with the Director of Product for Star Micronics America, David Salisbury. David, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really have enjoyed this. I look forward to having a chance to talk to you again later once trade season's over. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. You have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.